Disclaimer. The following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. I can slightly hear it in the back. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna keep that in as our intro and agree. Uh, Greetings, all. Uh, no. As Blaze, as Blaze so eloquently put, welcome to the pop culture effect. Menace, um, tell me about how My Hero Ultra Rumble is going. So, My Hero Ultra Rumble is uh, essentially, for those of you that don't know, My Hero Academia is a new new generation anime that came out. Pretty good. They've made a couple games following the story, but this is their their take on a battle royale scenario. They're having it's a eight teams of three, which is less than any other battle royale that's out there, and it's it's actually pretty good. I, I was skeptical at first. I was kind of kind of ragging on it a lot, but the more I played it, the more I got into it, the more I got a feel for it. I've actually like it, and it's actually compared to other battle royales where you're just you know running around shooting, not really like having to think about what you're doing or where your teammates are and stuff like that. To where you can just go in solo. You actually need to have team play. You actually need to have cooperation, which is something I like. It makes it feel more difficult. Makes it feel like more strategic. I guess you could say as well. But like, essentially you get right now... There's 18 characters in total, four villains, and the rest are heroes. There have been leaks about other characters coming out from the newer seasons of the show, but to name off some of them, in the game right now, you've got my boy Tomura Shigaraki, you got All Might, Deku, uh, Denki Kaminari, Cementos, which What's was a weird a, one. I, I, was, I was actually kind of like wondering how it was going to work, but seeing him play out, I haven't played him myself, but seeing him play out on like my teams and stuff, it's actually very good. Another thing that I really like is that each character has their own class, essentially. You got tank characters, you got support characters, assault characters, and speed characters. And then there's another one called technical characters. And not only do they have their own like class for what type of like character in the anime they are and how, the, how their powers work, but the type of character they are gives you a stacking buff in your team of three that you get. So if you have if you have a speed character so on, on your team, yep, if you have a speed character on your team, you get like a 5% speed boost you have an assault character you get a damage increase stuff like that another cool thing is that each character has they each have three abilities and then they have what's called a special action and the special action is based on their character in the show uh like froppy or suyu can go invisible that's her special ability a person named ibarra or her hero name is vine she can wrap her vine hair around her teammates and heal them and actually revive them from it mr Compress, who's another support character, he can actually pick his teammates up and turn them into marbles and put them in his pocket, and you can travel around with them. Uh, there's actually, and from a going away from gameplay and going to more like a, I guess you could say business perspective, there are gotcha aspects to get only, it's only cosmetic, you can unlock some characters, but what they ha- what they do have is a weekly rotating of three characters that you can unlock with tickets that you earn by doing challenges in the game. There is a buyable currency to get the rolls for the outfits but there are a plethora of ways to get the currency or the tickets needed to get the cosmetics or to get anything you want in the game there's like there's portraits that you can undo that you can unlock to put on your banner when people look at your profile there's voice lines that you can get for the characters there's emotes there's a a gold store that
that you just earn by playing each round and completing challenges that unlocks other stuff like that for you too like from a I, I'm, I'm you can ask anybody in this podcast I'm very critical when it comes to games overcharging or over monetizing I hate it and this one actually this one hits like just that that sweet spot where there is monetization but there is not it's not like if you want to if you want all the cool shit you have to pay money for it but yeah it's 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 really fun I've been liking it I know Blaze and Subset and Bobbert have been playing it too man when it comes to me I just love that we have come on and give me a fucking second oh. I haven't played too much of it but I'm really excited to start trying it out soon I did the tutorial at least and it looks interesting it's so good I love it I love that we get another battle royale game I hope we get more villains I want to see a bunch of villains honestly <laughs> I, I, I want to see a bunch of characters it'd be and oh that one character that can copy other people's abilities so he could copy other people oh it'd be like an android 21 situation well uh, they, do have, they do have Himiko Toga who can do that already in the game you can use her ability and you get to change it to an entirely different character and gain all their abilities for like 20-30 seconds depending on how much you because she her whole thing is that she uh, drinks blood and becomes that character so depending on how much you like take from them before they get away from you you can turn into them for longer but yeah, it's, it's actually I know you said you haven't played much Blaze but it, it's very fast paced like rounds go for maybe maybe 20 minutes yeah I think it's, that, it, and I think that's attributed to the low player count like there's just not that many teams mm-hmm. uh, I will say it, it does get kind of I don't want to say boring uh, repetitive I guess you could say because there is only one map out right now it's the USJ for those of you that watch the anime there hasn't from what I've seen there hasn't been anything on them releasing new maps or talking about new maps or even updating this one but I do hope we get like places like Camino Ward or the uh, the licensing exam and places like leaks. that and some leaks that have come out there's going to be new DLC and new maps Oh, okay. So there's that to look forward to. But yeah, I've been I've been really liking it. I've been playing nothing but Tomura and, and Dobby because I'm, I'm a villain. I'll, I'll admit it. I, I, I'm going to play as Deku because I love the Black Whip and I'm probably also going to play as Bakugo because I hear he's really OP. I know Actually, me and, nah, Kaminari. Me and Robert. Kaminari is definitely going to be my secondary. That's fair. Me and Bobbert kind of had a talk about this yesterday, but I wanted to see the, the other people that are interested in playing it. Would you rather they update the characters to have different moves like from the anime like they have like they'll update the characters abilities or would you rather them have multiple versions of the characters that have I've, different abilities they should do it in a way in the in a similar way that shinobi strikers is doing it because they've implemented a new dlc style which they take one specific move from a character that's not necessarily worth giving an entire character moveset to so i think like like for instance we could see um we, we could see sp- different characters getting different quote-unquote move DLCs where you could change it. Like, kind of like Smash Bros for Wii U and 3DS with their special attacks. I don't think that they should do any DLC route like that, though, because once again, over-monetization, yeah. But I feel like as a free game, like, I feel like it's, like, especially if they price them low, like, maybe, like, five bucks a move or something. So I'd like to see, because we got got normal normal Deku right now. You see him in his outfit. I want to get a completely separate version a vigilante Deku that has right like a skin that too. has different of the different abilities based on the quirks that he unlocks later in the show. Man, I am so glad we did not have to open another My Hero game with a shoot style Deku. You know how many times I've seen shoot style Deku? I saw him <laughs> in Jump Force. I saw him in both of the My Hero games. Yeah, no, he kind of already uses shoot style. 
style in this form though like he's got it well yeah but he's got black whip he's got more of his powers yeah he's got i think like his drop kick is meant to like represent shoot style kind of deal and stuff like that like his his other abilities that he can use for mo uh, movement i'd like to see multiple versions of the characters i just want to see a bunch of characters because i know that the cast is overflowing with different ways to like change up the battle and i hope they they trying to find i hope that they release that leak i found oh. it this is a leak this isn't not confirmed not anything hashtag so not confirmed this hashtag might be confirmed take this with a grain of salt but supposed leak playable characters coming to the roster you got shota aizawa my boy my main hero man i love him you got all for one i don't know how they're gonna do that he's gonna be op as hell he should just be a boss character if i'm gonna be honest i don't know how they would even do that because they don't even have any like world events well, like, going know, okay. on or anything well, like you know how you, you know like in the in naraka there's that storm you could just have that but for all night or all for one i should say they are no that, what do you mean the storm like the the storm that you can summon to the the lightning storm that shoots down giant oh yeah but that's not that has to do with the whole lore of that game anyway moving on we got endeavor we got mirio togoro lamillion like in oh like, i'm so hyped for lamillion oh i'm dude. not i'm very confused on how that's gonna work with his attack he's just gonna slip into the ground dude we're gonna lose track of him i think he's definitely gonna have an ability that'll just let him pass through the like the breakable structures and stuff that's in the game. Oh, of course. Uh, Nejire Hado, gonna be cool to have a, our first flying character in the game. Gonna be really, really fun. I can't wait for Hawks. Overhaul. I'm looking forward to Hawks. Yeah, Hawks is one of the characters that was leaked. Overhaul, which is another good one. I, I don't know. I really oh, like Overhaul is gonna be so cool, man. We're gonna have Twice, which Sad Man's Parade is gonna be nutty in that oh, game. Oh, dude, that's gonna be crazy. That's why I'm saying I feel like all characters should have an ultimate move. They should have three quirks and an ultimate quirk well that's that's why they got their special move like because in you don't have an ultimate move in this game you have what's called a plus ultra or if you're a villain it's called plus chaos and what it does is, is it is essentially it boosts your all of your abilities up to their highest level and gives them super fast recharge time and makes it so they're all mega powerful i think that that's a much better way instead of just a one and done ultimate move because i think dead man or sad man's parade i keep calling it dead man's parade sad man's parade is going to be his like his left bumper ability because that's usually their like mega ability uh but going back to the characters we got we got hawks like you said we got kurogiri which is awesome we got monoma i think that's going to be cool being able to steal other people's abilities right oh uh, man i oh. we got shinzo coming out and present mike is the last one i just um, hope that i hope that these leaks aren't all of the dlc that we're gonna get i hope there's more to come oh yeah like like you were saying uh yesterday i hope we get some of the movie characters as well all right oh that'd be so good like like you said seeing nine up there or even even like the the dude from um uh what was the, the first movie can't remember his name brain no work the dude that had ah uh, the, the uh, like the, the nine the, 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 no that's the second movie oh yeah the the dude that had like the techno kinesis or whatever Are you talking about the one where uh if you uh if you answer their question they like take you take your over your mind the no the uh the that dude would be from cool the, that'd be a cool character dude from the tale of two heroes movie i think it was tale of two heroes oh then yeah yeah it was definitely the the nine guy i'm not talking about the the blue dude that with that got 
power that got those powers from all for what i'm talking like the dude that took o- they, they took over the island where all the support items are made oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah i do not know what his name was because i don't watch that movie, like, i know what he looks like but i can't remember his name but yeah i, I want to see him because he i think he'd be really cool in the game i want to see gentle criminal i feel like that's the character that we need for mobility oh no Labrava as a support hero though or support character i feel yeah that's fair but yeah a little bit of little bit of leaks to see what we're going on about all of the characters taking a picture together this sounds like the stupidest plot for a movie i've ever well heard. it's not gonna be a full movie it's gonna be like a short still dumb also i never got a chance to watch carl's date i hope it was good you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw so moving on from an, one video game to a new DLC coming out to what I've heard is a very good story game. Blaze, tell us about Tales of Ari- this new Tales of Arise DLC. Yes! I was so hyped, I lost my mind when I heard that State of Play had a trailer for Tales of Arise for a DLC of a game that came out two years ago. So Tales of Arise is a anime-esque story RPG, very similar to like Final Fantasy in the aspect of each Tales of title is like a whole new world, whole new story, unless it's like a dedicated sequel to that world and story. They've been making Tales of games all the way back to like the beginning of PS2 and GameCube. And Tales of Arise is their current one that came out two years ago to in 2021 around September. But yeah, State of Play, PlayStation State of Play, just out of nowhere dropped a trailer for a DLC for it called Beyond the Dawn. And this one is going to be a sequel DLC in a sense um, where it's going to take place about a year after the the main story ends in the base game. Um, And it's going to be a fairly large DLC spanning about 20 plus hours of just story content, not including side quests and other stuff they're adding to it. Um, So this one's kind of almost in the same vein of how Spider-Man had Miles Morales, where the game became so big that it ended up just becoming its own sequel game instead of just being a DLC. Kind of the same vein with Tales of Arise, but they're still just keeping it as a DLC, but it's big enough to be its own game if needed. But I've, I've never actually played, ba- like, how is it time-wise? Like, you said it was 20 hours compared to the, uh, like, the base game. The base game, I was probably playing about 50 hours of just main story not even side quests i mean given i took my time on it it's like it's like a semi open world experience um so there was a lot to check out i had to do a couple side quests here and there i probably could have finished in like 35 40 hours but i took time with it because i was invested with just the world alone um (laughs) but it was a really big game and probably one of my favorite rpgs i've ever played if anyone here watching or any of you guys get a chance to play it i would highly recommend it. The base game is really cheap right now, physical. I think you can get it physically at GameStop for like 15 bucks. What? Yeah. Um, It's been out for two years, so it's not really that expensive right now. But the main story of the DLC is you're continuing the story with the main characters of Alfin and Shion and their group of heroes after they finish the events that happen in the main story. Don't want to spoil too much in case of anyone watching still hasn't played the base game. But they are now revered as heroes 
influenced by the two worlds that they explore. And about a year after the events that have happened, they run into a mysterious girl with powers that are being hunted by groups from both of the worlds of both Dana and Rena. And she is a daughter of a their parents being one of each from these two different worlds. Um, the DLC um, is supposed to be coming out on November 9th on both PC, PlayStation, and Xbox, with them doing a bundle uh, for $60 that will come with the base game along with the DLC, or you can just get the DLC for $30 if you already have played the original game or still have the base game. Um, and there will be a couple different digital collector's editions for $80 and $100 that come with some extra bonus content for it. But one thing I'm a little, I'm worried a little bit about it is that a lot of people probably have for those who have had it physically have probably sold their copies not expecting for anything else to come out of it so i'm wondering if this dlc is going to get looked over real quick because not many people have any physical copies of it anymore but see but i know like most people like if it is that big of a game they'll i feel like most people will still have their copies i'm just really shocked that this is going to be like a dlc that's almost a sequel for it and i was really surprised that it was going to get a sequel DLC in the first place because the game ended very nicely with a really nice bow on top and it kind of, it could have just ended right where it was. I was hoping for more to come to it, but I was content if nothing else came of it because it ended so nice. But uh, that's oh, pretty um, much... I was going to say, before we move on, I wanted to add my own addendum. Uh, speaking of games that are getting a update or DLC added onto them, one of my favorite roguelites, Binding of Isaac Repentance, which oh, I kind of got a bunch of us to mm-hmm. download once. Because it's supposed it, it is the first Fighting Visor game that had a co-op feature in it, and I wanted everybody to get it to play it. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And nearly a decade after its release, the co-op feature is finally getting online after we already ref- all refunded the game and got rid of it. I'm very upset. It's I was I, my arm was tried to be twisted to play that game by someone I know, <clears throat> and. Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> Don't you dare try and get me to play that shit. Hell no. Please. Oh, so no! I've already Please. tried to play Binding of Isaac, and I can't get into it. It's too f***ing fast-paced for my goddamn reflexes of an well, elderly bulldog well, with, who's on is. morphine. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta smoke enough weed that your brain is moving slow enough that you're perceiving time slower than us. It is a bullet hell game, but... Yeah, I don't <laughs> like bullet, I don't like bullet hell ro- 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 roguelikes. But anyway... But I'm uh, just very upset. <laughs> anyway, Menace, since you want to do an addendum for one game, how about you go on to the next topic with another game? Tell us about the uh, Power World gameplay trailer we got. Power World actually got a... If you guys have watched our previous episodes, I talked about this. Power World is a game where it is Pokemon... I think our first episode, actually. Yeah, possibly. But Anyways, Pokemon, but it's uh, it's actually open world. There is more to it like than just capturing monsters. You can actually like train these monsters to do different things, like build your base, go collect materials, materials for you stuff like that but we actually got a gameplay trailer which showed off some of the uh some of the uh actual monsters that we'll be able to get and showed of some of the other features that's going to happen uh so some of the monsters are pen king which is a pirate penguin like uh he looks almost like almost like uh what is it the the mega or the big evolved form of piplup i can't remember what it's called Empol. yes looks like that except like he's got like this puffy collar and a pirate hat on i'm revoking your 
your nerd status for not knowing a primary evolution of a starter. You haven't seen like half the Disney movies. You have no room to talk. Yeah, you don't either. Also, I probably there's <laughs> there's Warsec, which nerds. is a giant uh, dung beetle. Uh, there is Queen. What is it? Queen or Elizabeth, which is a queen bee. They think that's kind of a knock on uh, Queen Elizabeth. Uh, and then my favorite is King Paca, who is the king of the alpacas. He literally jumps in. He just spits on everybody. <laughs> he looks so funny. Uh, we also got to see a little bit of the character customization, uh, showing that there's two different uh, body types. Uh, you get to change your uh, skin tone and your muscular structure. You get to use different abilities of your... They're called... Pa- the monsters are called pals in this world. You get to use different abilities from them just by a, a straight button press. We've learned that there is now... There's going to be base building and crafting that you can do, and you can actually set the, the pals to do stuff in your base you're going to uh, one of the biggest differences in this is you get to run around with guns with your monsters and you could actually give some of the monsters guns themselves like it shows uh, a little little ape uh carrying around an ak-47 jesus christ <laughs> and something else that was revealed is that it is going to be at least four player multiplayer which i am excited and i'm gonna try my damnedest to get these guys to get this game <laughs> yeah good luck uh, yeah, it was a it was a pretty short trailer. Uh, the only other thing it it showed that didn't really it didn't really explain on, and that we haven't really got any information on, is that there's faction leaders. Which I'm guessing has to play into the story of the game, uh, and that you're gonna have to like either go up against these people or you get to pick what faction you're in while you're while you're in this world. But yeah, it it does look cool. The it actually looks really smooth. All of it was in engine gameplay that was shown. But yeah, not I'm interested to really check much. it out. I, I think it's gonna be. A great, a great game. I still think Kindred Fates is going to be better if it, if <laughs> okay, it ever comes where, out in 2030. To, to where Kindred Fates is going to be a good game because it's going to be a story base and it's going to like actually have like depth and stuff to it. Power World just seems like a game where you would go on and like it'd be like Ark or something where you just go on and mess around and capture some monsters, give them give them a minigun or some shit, and run around. That's fair. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But uh, yeah, from going from I don't even know how to segue this. Murder, murderous. I mean, you are murdering, uh, murdering animals in that game, and well, you're not. You're not. We, we all know what murdering them. You're, uh, you, yeah, you yeah, still the, capture we, them. Yeah, we like, don't murder. Get... We don't murder. They make the choice. No, they faint. See, this is completely different. <laughs> No, not when there's guns. Fainting is called murder when there's guns involved, Tyler. <laughs> Have you ever but... shot somebody and they fainted? No, they fucking die. Well, I, I guess it's kind of like Bobby No, come on. No, come on. Please give me, give me, give me. No, that's it. Give me that. that, that... You've oh, lost your privilege for a good. You've lost your privilege for a good segue. I need to. I need to have a little, little bit of a ranty roo here because my topics got completely flipped upside down. Um, because I was originally supposed to talk about Gear Five, but then I want to talk about Phineas and Ferb. But then I fit the Phineas and Ferb into the Futurama thing, and uh, yeah, Gear Five. I traded up for Saw X, which I didn't realize came out two days ago. So I impulse bought two tickets, and I took my dad to it last night. Saw X is the Saw movie that I feel like we should have gotten 
like for the past 10 years like it felt like it was right back to its roots when it came like when it came to replicating a saw movie i feel like one the movie really took a an introspective look on john's life and it's a weird way that they place this movie because they kind of place it right before john's turn to his brain tumor but after he becomes jigsaw which is really interesting now this like this story follows John as he searches for a way to cure his cancer and he stumbles upon a a treatment that apparently cures cancer and you can tell by the fishy language that I'm using that there might be some foreshadowing here. Anyways, so obviously the surgery doesn't go well, it doesn't work and John sets out to get revenge on every single person that was involved with him being tricked into this uh, scam, as it were. And obviously, you get references to some old characters. Amanda shows up. Um, anyways, uh, but yeah, this movie had a really interesting tone, because usually in these Saw movies, we don't really get to see a lot of Kramer in the sense that he is in person with the victims. Oftentimes, we get we just get to see the Jigsaw videos or the cassettes, and it was really interesting to see him interact with all the people that were in the traps. I thought it was really cool. There was an interesting twist at the midway point of the movie that I thought really kind of changed how I looked at the movie. I thought it was really cool. Uh, I feel like this movie is really worth going out of your way to watch, and I want to say this right now, this is definitely sentiments from Your Movie Sucks, Adam, but they wasted 10 years not making Saw movies because they made a really shitty one that nobody liked, and the franchise died for however many years until they put this movie out. But yeah, I feel, and I agree with Adam's sentiment, with the fact that to really maximize the franchise, they should have made as many movies as they physically could while Tobin Bell is in his acting prime. Because we all know what happens when an act- a famous actor of a franchise is no longer able to reprise his role, it dies. And I really don't want to see the Saw franchise die, which I feel like it kind of did for Saw 8 and Saw 9, but I feel like this kind of rejuvenated it a little bit. I just feel like it's a little bit too late, but I definitely say it's worth going out of your way to watch, but I will say this one thing. How the hell did they release this on September 29th and not October 29th? They were one month away from the spooky month. It could have been the fact that like other stuff is coming out around that time or something like that or... That's fair, or but they I just... mean, I'm glad I'm glad we could talk about it for spooky month. I just, I don't know. I, I don't like the fact that the last movie was Saw the Final Chapter, except for this next chapter. Well, no, yeah, see, that was Saw 7, though. That's the confusing thing. And then they did Saw 8, which I think was Jigsaw, and then I think Saw 9 was the book of saw i don't know so this one this is like with this one this is the 10th one but this one's also like a prequel as well isn't it yeah yeah i i don't like to think about the timeline of saw and how omnipotent jigsaw literally is for all the stuff that goes his way but yeah it's a little confusing when you really get into the meat and potatoes of it but most confusing is the fnaf timeline no no, that still gives me galaxy brain. That still gives me daily aneurysms every time I think of horror. No, 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 
no. That needs to stop. I am right. so tired of hearing that. <laughs> you know what, Robbie? Fuck you. But I will say, I'm definitely going to do that for when I actually talk about the FNAF movie when I watch it, because I'm definitely going to watch it. But yeah, Saw X was a good movie. Weird placement. Really wish it was more closer to the spooky time. But I still think it was worth watching. I'd implore anybody else to go watch it, because, you know, I feel like Saw is just one of those franchises that catches anybody's interest. It's just that franchise where you just go in, you enjoy some bloody murder. The traps were great, by the way, but it did take a little bit of time to get into the traps. But once we got into it, it was great. There was one trap that was inc- incredibly petty, and I love it. It was awesome. It was hilarious. But uh, yeah. See, for me, some movies aren't scary for me at all because they're not really scary at all. Yeah, they're more suspenseful. Yeah, I can't handle the gore in the Saw movies. I cringe right? just way too bad at the gore. Oh, dude. Oh, the traps were gr- amazing in this one. It was really surreal. It was... I feel like there have been more bombastic and more intricate traps and more deadly traps, but these ones definitely were good. But, you know, there's always the question of, why does Tobin Bell look older now than he does in the last moments of his life? Because, <laughs> you know, they wasted 10 fucking years not using him. To- so we're at Saw 10, but we really should be at Saw 20. I would be very concerned if they managed to get to Saw 20, because that franchise, I feel like, should have been done by I feel now. Like it would, yeah, it would get to like a paranormal activity level, where it's just like, uh, uh, what's going it, on anymore? It's going to end yeah. up like Fast Furious, where the characters are just going to have superpowers at the end. Dude, I don't even want to I don't even want to talk about the fact that Fast and the Furious went to space. <laughs> so dumb. So going from Saw X, a movie that is, by all intents and purposes, is a cash grab. We go to a situation where Epic Games is trying to get a cash grab at the expense of people's jobs, right, Gemini? Yeah, you love to see when, you know, a place is, you think it's doing well, and then you turn on the news, or you open your phone, the news pops up, and uh, people are losing their jobs. So, yeah, see, uh, like, there, okay, I, I'm sorry, but I just want to say there, there's a really, there's a really relevant local example of this before you just get going, because like, the company that I work with, Rogers, got, like, they bought out Shaw, and and I can't even imagine how many layoffs happen there. I don't know what those places are, but anyway. People in anyway. Canada will know what Rogers and Shaw are. It's literally the most common used telephone and internet provider in Canada. Can I ask no. you something? Why why are why are Canadian like businesses just people names? <laughs> Oh yeah, Tim Hortons, or as I remember the French one calling right. it, Tim Hortons. Okay. But I cannot give you an answer on that one, buddy. I don't know. You're just not creative. All now, Canada. Fair, You're just not creative fair, enough. To you be fair, to be fair, I also can't say anything because the one of the largest um, grocery store chains in my area is literally named after their family name, Wise. So, you know, I also can't say anything. Why do you go here? Why is do you come here? Yeah, that's right. I stole your joke again for the second week in a Everyone row, calls, bitch. Everyone calls up wises, including myself. I wonder why is. Shut up. Anyway, moving past local businesses. Um. So yeah, about I think it was pretty recently. So this article is like three days old. So within the past week, Epic Games, which you know is mostly notorious for the ever riveting uh, battle royale Fortnite, he he ha ha. 
ho ho. Anywho, shut up. <laughs> uh, shut up. They are cutting. They are cutting 870 jobs, which is about 16% of its workforce, because they realize they are spending too much than what they can than what they're earning. I immediately regret me my meme. Collaborating with all these anime and book and movie franchises, spending all the money on those rights, is that overspending? Yeah, I they thought also, that's where you got the money. They also are selling Bandcamp, which is an online music site that they bought last year. They're already selling it. Oh. <laughs> they get all their money from the kids who buy a bunch of V-Bucks under their parents' credit card. Honestly. They it's said that layoffs are the only way so that... Um, we, we concluded that layoffs are the only way and that doing them now and on this scale will stabilize our finances, CEO Tim Sweeney wrote. That's no, Oh my god, that's such a quarterly mindset. Oh, let's... Sweeney let's, the weenie. Sweeney. <laughs> Sweeney the weenie. You think that a company that came out with, you know, the second one of their... Not even the second, the biggest and most used game engine would have, like... The money sense buildings full of money or at least the responsibility to not waste it like i feel like i feel like epic games is one of the most profitable companies right now because of the fact that they have Fortnite, and it's literally the biggest game in history. Apparently one of the things that uh, might be contributing to this was their Bandcamp purchase back last year, because Bandcamp is notorious, or well, it's known for a place where independent artists can, you know, post and stream their music, and usually if they get money from it, they do get a better return, so it's possible that, you know, Epic didn't really realize how much they would probably have to pay back these people who utilize Bandcamp, and it's possible that's burning a hole into their finances, and they're like, why don't we just fire people? Yeah, right. Oh my god, it's fast. so funny. Like a similar, another similar situation. The, the when when WWE and UFC went under the same roof as TKO for for trading purposes, they had a bunch of layoffs as well. So it's 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 so heartbreaking because because it, it doesn't just it's not just writers, it's not just video game developers, it's not it's not just wrestlers. It's it's a constant that affects every single industry. Oh yeah, it really does. Because because everybody like all those families. Just I know how hard it is to be unemployed, but I can't imagine how hard it is to be unemployed with a family paying That's for a fair. house. Like like we are all in in this party. I can say we are all very we all live very privileged, lucky lives. But to live in that situation where you, like oh I can't even imagine. Yeah, I I can't imagine like working for this company thinking you have a rather secure job considering Epic Games has a lot of really, you know, popular stuff on the market that would keep them in business for a long time. You know, Fortnite and the Unreal Engine, which, you know, their own game utilizes. Um, Gears of War, a lot of big titles utilize this game engine. And, you know, so you're hopping into work one day and you get into the office and your boss runs a corner and says, hey, John, so due to company uh, mandates and some problems uh, you have you have till the end of the day to clear out your office and it's like what? It's what? literally heart shattering. And that's the thing they didn't say where like in the company these layoffs came from or like not, not where they came from but like who is losing their jobs more than likely with how these things work they're probably the positions that to the CEO corporate mindset they are the lesser ones so probably like maintenance staffs which is still kind of sad 
that because those are some of the backbone kind of positions in these places because who's going to clean the building anyway? It might also be people that aren't too important but are making too much money. Possibly, because, it's hard to say. Uh, there's a big company in the U.S., Farmers Insurance. They laid off like a good chunk of their staff that they were paying too much money because that they, kind knew, of they wanted to save money. Yeah, it said about two third of two thirds of the layoffs were in teams outside of core development. So that's why you know they're probably not. I mean, every job in every place has its importance, but in com- like for what they were probably thinking in the big picture, not as important as you know, say the animation department who you know does all the animation in Unreal Engine for Fortnite or the skin design team and everything. Speaking, speaking of which, I shit you not. I literally just got a notification saying that a new icon series, which is the stuff they take from like TikToks and stuff and turn into emotes, that a new icon series emote is in the shop to go and check out in Fortnite. Oh, oh God. Interesting. So yeah, very clearly wasn't from the art design team. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's that's still that's still really shitty that Epic Games is laying off over 800 workers, about 16% of its workforce because of the fact that they made some very poor financial decisions. Yeah, but that's what they're for. They're not people. They're just expendable <sighs> for your profit lines. Yeah, I that's know. That's not how I feel by the way. Um, that's how the bigwigs think. I yes, I know. I know it's it sucks and I feel for the people who are who have lost their jobs at Epic Games. I hope they can manage to find something or at the very least get some form of supplemental until they can figure something out. You know, maybe they'll manage to get hired at another company that won't shit in their face. But a lot of them are face shitters. So, (laughs) oh, man, I I tried my best to hold in my lap when you said shit on your face. (laughs) Am I wrong? I forget you're not wrong, but I I fucking lost it, dude. You could have laughed. I wouldn't have cared. Oh, see, all I could think of about is that one South Park clip where Mr. Mackey's like, okay, are, are you okay? Okay, if I came over to your house, okay, your family's eating dinner, and your mom's about to lift her fork up, and I just came over and pulled down my pants and laid a mud monkey right on her face. It's like, it's like, dude, I can't take this shit seriously. Good lord, Robbie, what the fuck uh, is wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong will, with you? We will never know, dude. We will never know. I'm sure hundreds of people have been trying to figure that out since the day you were born. I am an enigma. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect. On CJSW 90.9 FM. Well, Trin, I I just want to say I really appreciate your um your thoughts towards the people who lost their jobs. Cause like this, like I said, this doesn't affect any one industry. This doesn't affect any one specific person or one specific set of people on a on a ladder of of hierarchy. Like layoffs are shit that unfortunately affect everybody. And it's and it's stupid. Mm-hmm. And and hopefully, like you said, these people can find their, find new jobs, find new work, and, and are able to regain themselves in a sense. And hopefully we can regain ourselves from the sanity of recording yet another double episode. Now, unfortunately, uh, one of our one of our lovely co-hosts has uh, has uh, di- has disappeared. Died. Almost have died. Has I know he's not died. He, we he have, died. We can't, we, we can't legally say he's not. He hasn't legally died. We can't oh, legally yeah. say no. that. We'll, we'll resurrect him next episode. Unofficially. 
die. We resurrected him with necromancy this for this episode. We can resurrect him for next episode. I mean, it's fair, fine. yeah. But and unfortunately, I know there was teases earlier on for a certain Castlevania anime. However, we will be covering that next week. Just as a little tease, get the appetites wet if you know what I mean. Anyways, uh, yeah. And since wait, this, wait, can I put can I put one more addendum? Because uh, oh, this I was is gonna, actually I was gonna do news. my own addendum. Go ahead, you do your your addendum. Oh, well, okay, okay, addendum. Okay, so more a dum dums, but um, <laughs> this is actually really big news. PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan is going to step down in March 2024 after 30 years with the company. Woo! Huh. I saw Let's that when go. I was looking at the stories. Also, can I add my own quick addendum? Quick, like really quick. <laughs> yes, of after course. his addendum. Yeah. Uh, apparently, in the U.S., parents are getting offered refunds for in-game purchases for Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Really? Oh. And uh, and and since this has literally been the episode. Okay. I think I see why they're doing layoffs now. Why they're broke. What? what, what? Epic Games agreed to uh, pay $245 million in refunds in 2022. Oh. Oh my God. That's that's unbelievable yeah I, okay um, so it is it is un, it is unbelievable but it's also partly on the parents fault for not like locking their shit from their kids yeah, using I don't know it why or just being like you know <laughs> hey little timmy here use my you want to buy a skin i'll put in my credit card info for you because it's not just a two button press to buy more shit the, like, the game yeah, should have, have like a parental lock on it for purchases so here's the right? thing uh, any purchase would be would, would have an email notification before it got finalized. Yeah, so here's the thing. The FTC said Epic Games duped players with a deceptive interface that could trigger purchases while the game loaded and accused it of having default settings that breached people's privacy. I, I remember mean, that, we... actually. I remember that. While you were actually loading into the great game and the loading screen would go up, Fortnite used to always throw you into the shop before anything else. So while you were loading in, if you were clicking stuff, you could buy stuff while you were loading. Oh, really? That's, that's that's evil. From January 2017 to September 2022, things that were purchased yeah. between that time frame. That's so much yeah. money. That That's sounds about so right. So much money. That explains why they're having financial problems. And uh, my final a dum dum for the day because it's been so goddamn long since I've been able to do this. It's a remaster. I I'm changing it up, everybody. It's time for. Rob's Wrestling Rap. That's the same title. No. I, I thought of a different title and then I completely forgot the, 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 the title that I thought. It's time to talk about wrestling, baby. No. Because Robbie's Wrestling Wrap Up? Hmm? Hmm? A rap of the rapper. Well, the, okay, it's WWW. <laughs> I'm going to spell my, my name with <laughs> Robbie with a W. Up. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways, I just want to take a few seconds to talk about the fact that AEW is putting on their Wrestle Dream show, which is to celebrate the life of Antonio Inoki, which is one of one of Japan's most decorated and most famous wrestlers in their literal history. And we may or may not be seeing the debut of the Rated R Superstar! Um, he might be called Adam Copeland, but, but we don't know that. Um, and I just want to say, because it's been so long, and I feel like this is the most, this is the time to talk about it, I will always miss 
my favorite wrestler, Wyndham Rotunda. May he rest in peace. Celebrate both Wyndham Rotunda and Antonio Inoki and, and celebrate both of their lives and just how incredibly influential they were to the wrestling world. Anyways, with that being said, I would like to implore all of those listening today to go check out all the stuff we had talked about today. I'd like to implore everyone to go check out all the other incredible podcasts that CJSW has to offer. And I'd like to thank all my wonderful co-hosts. I'd like to thank uh, my wonderful friends, starting with Menace. Oh yeah, always a good time. Going, moving on to Blaze. Fun as always. And uh, fa- unfortunately, finally... Gemini. Pleasure as always. And I'm definitely going to do this just to have a little bit of fun with editing. Totally not pre-recorded audio of subset. Heyo! Cringe as... Cringe. Cringe. Robbie cringe. No, I... Robbie cringe. From all of my friends, including the friend that totally is still here, right, subset? I'd like to say thank you all for listening to our rambunctious ramblings, and we will all see you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW.